A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Welcome back to Swiftish, episode 38, the podcast where we talk about Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, and oh, Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I am your co-host, Ashley. And I'm Shelby. Yes, and we're ba- glad to be back. Got yes. lots of messages on social media <laughs> being like, please, another episode. I Which, know. I know. It- and we were so confident that we'd be you know, doing weekly episodes, but then life gets in the way and we're just rolling with it, okay? Ashley decides to go to Dallas on a random (laughs) weekend, the hottest weekend in Dallas's summer. Oh, I wish I would have stayed home and recorded a podcast episode with you. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm sure that was fun. Oh, can I tell you? (laughs) So it was fun. It was really great. All three dogs, first road trip. They got a lot of swimming in. We got a lot of like bonding in the hotel. It was a cute cottage. Not cottage. It was a cute like um, – it's a Texican in Dallas and it's just a really cute, so cute. quaint um, hotel. I, I mean like old-fashioned um, retro fridge, which was really cool. Uh, barn do- doors, which is totally my style. But the last day, like we were planning to get up at 10 and heading out so Lance can come back early on Sunday and work. We woke up to the smell. Have you ever been around like when someone like lets a, a fart bomb off? Oh no. Have you ever smelled that? Like a like there's a thing that's literally called a fart, a bomb, fart bomb or and it, you just yes. mean No. It's a fart bomb. It's like a practical joke. It smells no. like um sulfa. You have you ever been in like the hot springs in Utah or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the 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 rotten the egg sulfur. Smell. Yeah. Yeah, sulfur, sorry, not the antibiotic, the other <laughs> thing. Um yeah. it smelled like like someone had let a lot of a stink bomb, a fart bomb, <laughs> and it was seven in the morning. And Lance didn't go to bed till three thirty because he was working. Oh no, poor boy! And like, <laughs> even putting the coverage over our head, like it just was gross. And like we couldn't breathe, we were gonna puke. So we had to like get up and leave. Like we like mad dash, put everything in the car, and it was raining. All the heat from the, <laughs> the week just broke, and it was pouring oh, outside. No. So like all my dogs, all of us, their crates, their food. You know, we we had to turn <laughs> off the AC because I think someone put it in like it was at someone's room, and it was filtering it through wherever we were. So we had to turn off the AC, and it was hot too. Oh, so yeah, what a I disaster. wish disaster. Oh no. Uh, I wish I would have stayed and yeah. recorded here in Houston. It was, it was Taylor Swift probably just punishing you yeah. for the <laughs> Taylor you? Swift gods. Well, yeah. well, speaking of punishment, shall we? Great, great mm. segue. Oh, um, we have some taste planning to do. We have, we have like a, you know, little hits from the past two weeks that we can talk about. But I figured maybe we'd start off start off with the. The bad, the ugly. Mm, what are your thoughts? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. Hit me. Well, you're, you know, your favorite person in the world, Kim Kardashian's husband. <sighs> He's just, my heart really goes out to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm pulled in these different directions because, you know, he did make headlines this week about saying how he um, was inspired by God to interrupt Taylor at the 2009 MTV Video Musical yeah. Awards. And, you know, I posted a photo of it and I was just like, oh, because in the article, if you read it, he says, you know, 
Of course, he found God in 2016, I think. I think it was 2016 or 2017. Yeah. But he goes on and says he didn't want to be there. He felt like it was staged and he was drinking Hennessy. And then he ended up going and like interrupting her. He's like, I don't know who this girl was, you know. And Beyonce had a great music video, which she did. I love single ladies. Mm. But, um, and I just posted, you know, oh, was it God or the Hennessy Kanye? Mm -hmm. Because he was drunk. And, you know, we did have some people who commented in the section. One person was like, he's struggling with mental illness. And, you know, I wasn't trying to make light of the mental illness. I was was like, this is a Taylor Swift news that people are talking about. It's relevant. I'll post it with like a funny like tagline. And I did feel bad. You know, my biological dad had had schizophrenia. He had a lot of like mental issues too. And at, at the end of his life, he went super, super um right and super super religious and that's mm-hmm. that's um, a common thing that happens sometimes when people have you know um bipolar disorder um schizophrenia you know they they tend to go ultra on one on one thing and that's the one thing that right. my father chose to do and that's one thing that Kanye's doing so what what are your thoughts on first of all my post do you think it was <laughs> and tell me the truth like I'm I'm like totally just like give it to me was it was it an ill fav- like ill taste what do you think about the reaction from the swifties you know some people are very polar some people are like ew like <laughs> he's representing christian values and no, that is not it like what do you think what what do you think you give me your ps you're wrong mm. um <laughs> word your hot take your vision your hot um, take yeah no i mean i think the kanye situation is definitely complicated like i think we've witnessed a a spiraling that he's admitted he's off his pills and you've kind of seen some antics that don't feel especially healthy and so like from today's perspective like I definitely think a lot of what he says and does has to be taken with a grain of salt and a touch Mm -hmm. of empathy but the argument that in the 2009 situation he was in a similar headspace isn't as I don't know clear cut Mm -hmm. I mean he's forayed into politics which makes me very anxious and um, nervous for our election so I've actually kind of muted him this um on my street because it's too much um if you walk down my street I think someone did it as a joke but it's on the corner and there is a sticker that says Kanye 2020 and every oh, single time yeah. I walk with my dogs, I like, oh, yeah. I just cringe just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no. Like yeah, like bless his heart. I hope he gets help. I hope he's found support. It seems like his friends and family have rallied behind him, and I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. But also, nobody should vote for Kanye, no, like no. even as a joke. Please. Not as a joke, because that's going to be either either way, yeah. that's just going to, that's about to, that's not really counted, but whatever. Yeah, so, <laughs> what do you think of Nick Cannon? inviting him to go on the podcast, knowing his headspace, knowing, you know, what Kanye's dealing with and, you know, how maybe he did it for the views. Maybe he did it because he thought Kanye would say something Is that extreme. Where he said this it was a Nick Cannon um, podcast. Okay. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, that was an ill taste, <laughs> you know, like I, I just, yeah. he, I think, and I don't know their relationship. I'm like, he did it for the views. He did it for the lessons. He did it right. for the, the clicks. Yeah, that's I'm not sure. I really have honestly muted his name on my socials. Yeah. So I'm officially out of the Kanye West Kim Kardashian 
Taylor circle Swift. these days. Oh, yeah. Even Kim Kardashian <laughs> with Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'd just like to go on record that my love of Keeping Up with the Kardashians did not ever relate to a stan of Kim Kardashian herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so hard. Like someone who doesn't, as someone who doesn't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right. it's hard to really, um, separate and i'm not saying anything about it but just for mm. where i'm coming it's hard to separate oh, yeah, kim yeah. kardashian from keeping up with the kardashians oh, yeah. even though i know it I like, haven't... follows everything yeah no i haven't really watched since <laughs> i haven't seen the new seasons i really love the og yeah. kardashians i know part of me wants to watch it's the become OGs. pretty unrelatable yeah really like <laughs> I, I relate really heavily with um, <laughs> with Chloe, you know, face tuning her face. I'm really uh-huh. like, hey, how do I yeah. how do I make myself look like that? <laughs> totally yeah, get that. I know. Um, so lots of vacations and lots billions of, of dollars. <laughs> Speaking of billions of dollars and billions and billions, so Taylor Swift made like nine million dollars on Shake It Off. And mm-hmm. one thing I did, I wasn't planning on talking about it. I don't know if you were planning on talking about it, but um, I saw a couple of days ago headlines that Taylor Swift is, you know, she's officially being sued again by 3LW. But I, and the reason I wasn't <laughs> going to talk about it because I was like, oh, like, come on, like, she can't shake it off. But people are posting about it. Swifties are posting about it. I've seen multiple posts about it. I was like, well, okay. like maybe. That's like old news though, right? Like it's No, like, it's, it's not old news. It, they they started the suit a few years ago yeah. so it's, when Shake It Off came out. So it's, it's old news, whereas like they filed this suit in 2007, mm-hmm. 3LW. Um, they said that, you know, she was ripping off their phrase um, – their song in play is going to play. Yeah, so they filed the suit in 2017. Okay. So this is where it originated. Um, you know, so their lyrics were players, they're going to play. Mm-hmm. And haters, they're going to yeah. hate. And of course, we all know the Shake It Off lyric. I don't, I don't need right. to sing to you. So, but then it went to court and fit, the judge, Fitzgerald, dismissed it. And he said that the lyrics lacked significant originality to merit copyright protection. And then they took it to an appeals court with which overturned his decision the following year and then for some reason Mm -hmm. and you guys can message me whatever um i don't know if i'm getting right but the same judge um you know looked at it again and he decided that sean hall and nathan butler um who claim their lyrics you know were theirs have sufficiently alleged a protectable selection and arrangement or a sequence of creative expression and taylor swift's used as an alleged is similar enough to survive the motion to dismiss so um they're taking her to court <laughs> so and wait what does that mean in english I didn't... oh so like they filed this they filed <laughs> they, they appealed his decision from right, 2017 right. um yeah. and then so i guess he watched over it again and said yep okay you can go to you can go to court so like now <laughs> she's gonna be sued again and of course she just says it's a money grab which i think so too go play you guys pause go play i don't know maybe these don't play it go youtube it because maybe they just want hits <laughs> uh play is gonna play from 3lw i don't know 2001 <laughs> wait so taylor released a statement saying it's a money grabbing move this was like a while ago a t- oh, Taylor Swift oh, representative. Okay, 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 okay. They have disputed the Hall right, and Butler right, right. contentions, calling it a money grab. So it was a representative, right. but basically, yeah, yeah, from Taylor Swift's mouth. 
Yeah, no, it's yeah, it was a flashback to those those good old days when that was the drama that kept us up at night. But I, know. I yeah, it sort of seems like a stretch and those cases are always very difficult to prove but you never really know so hopefully it goes okay and like who knows i mean it is quarantine maybe they are maybe they got laid off and they need the half of the nine million dollars <laughs> that taylor swift made i mean maybe that's it the the three lw yeah. got laid off M- maybe maybe they got laid <laughs> off maybe music maybe yeah. quarantine is not treating them well and the that they are just desperate spoke to them and <laughs> Yeah, like we're going to have to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in better news, um, the VMAs happened. It was super weird. I didn't watch. I watched. It was weird enough. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good for you, Ashley. You're such a better fan than me. I was recovering from the the stink bomb fart bomb yeah so yeah, i was like course. on my couch you needed something die. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well taylor won for best music video direction for the mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. um and she's the first solo woman artist to win that uh that prize so she had a pre-recorded um video uh where She thanked the industry and also the fans. And also her eyes looked so freakishly blue. Like, can we just discuss the lighting situation that was happening there? I don't know who was helping, but it was like, whoa. I think she probably had the ring. You know how influencers, they use that ring Mm -hmm. in front of like when Mm -hmm. they're presenting themselves on social media. Maybe that's what she used and it was just a little too bright. She still looked beautiful. <laughs> she looked great. She her look was very COVID quarantine <laughs> pandemic yeah, very look. Casual. Yeah, it was just casual. Yeah. Her hair was kind of like it, like a messy casual frizz. Like I don't really care, but I kind of do care what I look like. You know, like because it's Taylor, she mm-hmm. looks great. But I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, and she didn't perform or anything. That was her only appearance, right? Yep, and she didn't want any other like no other fan voted awards she didn't win anything else besides that oops Oops. (laughs) sorry i mean i just think i mean i think i voted a few times i wasn't Mm, voting like every single day i voted a few times but i don't know i'm like but some of the songs that that did win like she was nominated for like for the for good i think breathe Mm. i can't breathe one and that one i was like yes like some of the categories where she was nominated and she didn't win i was like Mm-mm. I totally nope, yeah. nope nope like she shouldn't have won uh, but right. other ones I was just kind of I think she was only nominated for a few I don't know go back and listen to our yeah. episode where I told you all that stuff <laughs> yeah but um we also got the third and I think final folklore chapter which plot twist was the salt box house <laughs> yeah chronicles the ho- salt box house chapter yeah something like um, that um nothing anyone came close to guessing <laughs> oh my gosh no no one came close to guessing that but hey it just and i i was gonna verify there are overlapping songs on yep. some of these chapters correct mm-hmm. exile was on the first okay. two so i thought maybe yeah. the last one was i think mad woman so i was like oh maybe like there's gonna be a song that overlaps in like ever like it's gonna be exile for the first two mad woman for the first, yeah. for the last two but i don't i can't i'm not in her brain very interesting so do you think that because the salt box house is a um lyric from the last great american dynasty mm-hmm. and so on this uh on this chapter she has that she has august and and betty but not 
<laughs> cardigan. So do you think that adds or kind of disproves this idea that Betty is Rebecca? I, mean, I don't really the think last great American that dynasty. Betty is Rebecca. So then what do you think the connection is with these songs salt <laughs> and box. the salt box house? I don't know, because I'm trying to think of like, because to me in the salt box house, it's obviously Rhode Island, or maybe it's just songs to listen while you're on the beach. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, I don't get like, because she had like the sleepless nights, and then what were the other ones she had? What was the first one? I'm such a bad Swifty. Um, escapism. The escapism. Like, mm-hmm. I see. I see. very like atmospheric and kind of emotional sounding and then it's like oh here's the salt box house yeah so I don't really know I don't think I, I don't think that there's any ties to I don't think the the chapters are really bringing any of these <laughs> theories about Rebecca so here's the question then you run into Taylor Swift you yes. get like three minutes would you waste any of your no. time asking what she meant with this no. chapter scheme no that is like I'm so curious though I want to understand like why and what it accomplished and like you know what did accomplished? They, they run the numbers and it yes. kind of like helps help songs that's what i think i just she's listening to the chapters that's not just replaying the album you know swifties are listening to the chapters and everything like that but they're already listening to the album i know but like you know what i mean like taylor nation tweets something you go to the link and then you listen to it there like that's just because they're like and then they're looking into all the theories behind it like maybe there are theories that i'm just like (laughs) too I don't know, lazy to look into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, what? Didn't she surpass? She sur- surpassed somebody at being like number one billboard for like six or seven weeks. Who? I don't remember who it was, but it's a big, big Well, that's artist. just the album though. Like you think the, these chapters really helped change or sway <sighs> downloads and listens because people were like, people who weren't already listening to the album on repeat were like, oh, I'll give the Saltbuck House chapter a try. <laughs> I don't know. People message us. Did I'm you so listen to it? About it. <laughs> I listened to like I think the I, second chapter. I clicked the link. I looked at it and I was like, "This is weird," and I left it. <laughs> yeah. I, like I looked at them and I was like, "Oh, mm, okay." Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what what's going on. The only thing that I yeah. do know is that um, Taylor Swift's wrists. I'm very worried about because we talked about it two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, about how she sent all these CDs out <laughs> to record stores. Yes. And then she also like sold some online too. And first I was like, how's her wrist? How's her wrist? I thought that was going to be <laughs> the end of it. But oh no, she has been sending all of these records to all these independent indie stores all over the country and like, you know, like small cities, big cities everywhere. And maybe not everywhere because maybe not your place. I don't know. Cause I, but like, you know, and so people are just like, they don't really know how to get them. And then because they sell out really quickly, like she sends like 60 and people run and get them. People buy extra and they're selling them on eBay for like 100, 150, 200, 300 thousands of dollars, which is super weird to me. Um, there's so <laughs> many folklore CDs, signed CDs being sold on eBay right now. It is, and so you have you have your hands on three. I have right? I have me. I have oh three what? Folklore. I do CDs. have three folklore signed <laughs> CDs. I have oh, one. For so, Mozart. are you gonna sell one or? I don't. I don't think I'm gonna sell one. So of course, I think Monday I'm going to. Um, 
announce a giveaway. I think, oh, yes. I think what I'm going to be giving away is $13 lovely blanket that um, that she was selling. And then because I got two of those. Wait, Actually, a $13 blanket? Yeah. So she's been doing this Capital One bundle boxes giveaways. And it was a $13 blanket. And so I bought one. I was like, hey, we can do it for a giveaway. It's $13. I won't get it for like 16 to 18 weeks. So if you do win the CD, (laughs) you won't be getting that until like next year, 2021. Uh, Maybe we should hold off and do it. And 16 to 18 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So keep, oh, oh, I do a giveaway for that separately. I guess. I mean, I don't know what the blanket is. I don't know how desirable it is. I haven't heard about this Capital One giveaway, so I I feel just out of the loop. Yeah, I accidentally bought three because I didn't think it went through the first time. (laughs) So (laughs) I I, I went to my my inbox and I, I didn't get... I didn't get any kind of like notification, but I bought um, right. I bought one other thing and I got a notification from that. And I was like, what? So I went back and bought it. And so I got, cause I got one yeah. for myself. Cause I like to have like just tons of blankets. Of course. So now I have yeah. three. So that's what I was like, oh, two. <laughs> if you want one, I can give you one too. In 16 <laughs> to 18 weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but so I think on Monday I'll be doing the, the giveaway. It's just a lot of people are doing folklore CDs giveaways. So I don't want to be one of like mm, the many yeah, I kind of want to wait back. So it might not be on Monday, you guys. I'm just hitching my butts. But what I am doing is I know a lot of people are not – they don't know how to find record store folklore signed CDs. So – what I'm doing is I'm doing all the research for people and I'm posting them on our story of like, hey, you know, Brooklyn, New York has it, um, Boise, Idaho has it, you know, Santa Clara, um, California has it. And I've been posting it, you know, probably people are annoyed at it, but I've had like five, six people be like, oh my gosh, you made my life. I didn't know it was there. I didn't know how to find it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got a CD just because of you, which kind of made me a little like, you know, my good deed for the day. So what you can do is you can go to hashtag record store folklore and you can um, follow the notifications. You can go through all of the recent. I would go to the recent, not the um, – there's like two sides. There's like the top and the recent. Go to the recent, see what's recently been posted. Um, if you find the one that's in your city or near you, follow them on Instagram. Put on their notifications. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on um Twitter and set their notifications up, or you can just wait for me to post it on the story. There's just, you know, you can also Google it because if you don't know if you're, because all of these other record stores that have been getting them, they've been getting repeat orders. So she's sending Mm -hmm. them out to the same record stores that she sent out to before. So even if you find a record store that had them a week ago, they don't have them now, just cross your fingers. I think she's going to send them some more. Fingers crossed. So did you look at your, uh, signed one yet okay. Did, was there any special so, hidden note i want to open all three of them but if we do like because oh. i want to part of me is like i oh, don't want to wanna, give you want to keep the cute one yes if, if she's done yeah, no i know okay, you guys okay. i've done all the hard work <laughs> i've gotten the cd yeah i get it so I like it. is it weird if i open up the the cds and give people a cd that's not wrapped yeah i hear you yeah you should probably wait oh <laughs> You know, because who knows what your signature will look like oh, on no. the ones you ordered online. But what oh, I already got that. that was, so, oh. I already got that. I only ordered one online, I think. Maybe two. 
I ordered two online. I did. But like she's also put stuff inside the sleeves though. That's why I want to open it. She's put stuff inside the sleeves. She put a mustache on one of herself. Um, She put WB on, I think, Exile. So So that sounds like a personal journey you have to take, you know, really roll the dice on that. Figure it out. Are you going to be offended if I send you a brand new signed folklore (laughs) CD that doesn't have the, the wrapping around it? You're going to be glad you have a signed folklore CD, which be grateful, be grateful. which and I'll pay shipping. Come on, which um, I am have now have a new obsession. I have the Taylor Swift debut signed CD. I have the folklore mm-hmm. signed CD and I have the me mm-hmm. signed CD. And I think. Oh, wow. Congrats to you. What a treasure. I think I'm getting the um fearless signed cd so i want all of the signed cd so if you guys know anyone who's selling for not expensive you know reputation 1989 or speak now point me in their direction maybe i'll trade one of the folklore which people can just buy oh look at you opening a barter system very good that's my that's my new hobby because i want it for you yeah i know because i don't listen to cds what are cds (laughs) But gotta catch them all. Catch um, them all. No, but I'm excited to get into this song of the week. Speaking of WB and um, the Saltbox no. chapter and an exile, where she puts WB on <laughs> William Ballet. Yeah. Yes. Um, this week we're gonna break down Exile, which is the track featuring Bonnie Vare, um, and it's the only like you know uh, feature on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, the, a, I think, a fair f- fan favorite. It yeah. had a lot of articles written about it. So People are very many. into unpacking the mystery of what this song is about, which is interesting because it's not necessarily like the like surface level, like the juiciest. Like there's not a lot of like references to specific moments or things that you kind of catch in something like Invisible String or the cleverness of a love triangle with Betty and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So. I'm curious like why this song became the obsessive like let's solve who this is about but I think it is because one it has the feature it's been sent to radio so it is one of her singles um and obviously it has Bonnie Vare's audience coming into it too mm-hmm. yep and William Bowery is co-written oh, yes, this yes. song which <laughs> I've seen Aaron Dessner quoted in different articles where it said William Bowery is a singer songwriter, but then in like the one of the main ones that everyone's been like reading, they might have just taken it out, just said a, a songwriter. So, but I did see it, yeah, quoted as singer songwriter William Bowery. No, it's a very interesting mystery we can kick off with because, um, when Taylor first announced her album on Instagram, her caption, um, she mentioned like, oh, one of the best parts of doing this album was working with some of my musical heroes. And then she listed them like Jack Antonoff, Aaron Dessner. And then she says William Bowery and he doesn't have a Instagram handle. No one knows who he is. Like everyone was like, what is this guy? Um, But she cites him as a musical hero, which is important to our, to our sleuthing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, obviously, rumors immediately started about who this could be because he's not credited on any other songs. He's not Googleable, Like, he's not a known figure. Mm -mm. And 
Taylor Swift obviously loves her little mystery. She, when she co-wrote with Calvin Harris on um, This Is What You Came For, she used a pseudonym, Neil Sonberg, and kept that secret for a little bit until (laughs) she decided to, you know, uh, she'd had enough of sitting in the shadow. And, um, and so we got that. And then, uh, she did a little mystery thing recently this year where she cited a cover of look what you made me do by, I don't even remember Jack and the dolphins or something (laughs) ridiculous. And it turned out to be her brother singing on this track, this slowed down version of look what you made me do. And so she likes her little mysteries Mm -hmm. and people were immediately like, who could this be? Who could this be? So what were your first, like, what was your first theory that you latched onto? So, I mean, it it was so hard for me to really like, other like think of like who could be so she's surrounded by so many songwriters so many singer songwriters like she just there's so many people in her life that it could be but the internet instantly latched on to two people austin swift mm-hmm. because of the uh, the killing eve um look what you made me do and mm-hmm. of course um her her beau joe alwyn and everyone went mm-hmm. down through all these like different theories that like joe's Something about Joe's dad being William and they spent time at the Bowery Hotel and it was just like this big like segue. And I just – I wonder who I – because I know I I said someone recently. I'm like, oh, it could be this person. So I'm wondering who I had said it was. My recent theory right now is that why does it have to be a guy? Like why can't oh, it be someone like Selena Gomez? You know, like they're mm. always teasing about – writing a song together, doing a song together, you know, everyone's wanted that. And if she would have released like the song, like, Hey, this is a song that I wrote with Selena Gomez, you know, of course it it would have overshadowed the actual song and everyone would have been picking it apart. Like, Oh, this is cause it's about exile. It's kind of about like a toxic relationship with two people not really being on the same page and, you know, you know, just the Mm -hmm. relationship that doesn't work out. Like, so if it was, was someone like Selena Gomez, who I'm totally behind, people would be reading a little bit too much into it. And so I was looking. You mean because like. Her relationship with Justin You mean Bieber. because her personality? Oh, okay. No. Because this is my issue with the theory of it being a girl is why, why disguise working with a woman by making it a dude? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels very anti-feminist. Yeah. Part I of me- guess. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I interrupted you, like always. Oh, no, I was just going to (laughs) say you inspired a thought that was like, well, maybe the only justification is if it was written by two girls, then that could feed into these um, queer baiting sort of like, is Taylor lesbian by, is this a song about two girls or whatever? But I wonder if she'd hide even that, you know what I mean? Like, I just... Well, I was curious. I was thinking, like, if if she did write a song with, like, Selena Gomez, her best friend, that would be all about, like, you know, because she said she's written songs from her friend's point of views, from, you know, their experiences. And when I was looking into this, and it was kind of like, you know, she's had toxic relationships, thinking specifically of Justin Bieber. And, I mean, it's not a big – I'm not – I'm not 100% behind this, but, like, in the song It Ain't Me, she does sing about the Bowery, you know, 
being high mm. on, on the Bowery. And she says that she sings the songs, a, a line that kind of reminds me of somewhere along the lines, we stopped seeing eye to eye. And this was about Justin mm. Bieber. Um, and it just kind of gave me a little bit of like the exile feels. And I, right. and so I'm not sure when we'll figure out who it is, but those are, I, I haven't seen really Selena Gomez really thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. but who do you think it is? Well, no, that's provocative. I think I'm very provocative. <laughs> yeah. I, like it. I mean, I can see the argument that like, of course, if we found out this was about with Selena Gomez, you'd ask a lot more questions. But I think we'll I find just, out. I just feel like if it comes out and it turns out to have been a woman, I'd be a little disappointed that she didn't give him a woman's mm-hmm. like co-writing name. You know what I mean? And I guess it doesn't matter because Taylor herself used a masculine songwriting name. So maybe there's some mm-hmm. reason for that. But I just would hope that maybe you know, it's Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> People are saying Ed Sheeran. Crazy. I think if it was Ed Sheeran, she yeah. just would have said Ed Sheeran. Like there, there's some and it's a singer songwriter. Yeah, that's how I feel about like. Yeah, like the rumors about it being Ed Sheeran or even Lord, I'm like, there's no reason to hide that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can see the Selena Gomez angle, but I don't think of Selena Gomez as like a singer songwriter. And maybe I looked that's it like... up on Wikipedia. Singer songwriter. <laughs> well, I know she is, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess that's my own bias. I also have heard that it might be a member of BTS. Oh, um, but the I... rumor, I really. I'm really intrigued by is is this theory that it's Harry Styles. Yeah. Okay. That's what we talked about. Yeah. I was like, who was it? There was this big person. Oh, I definitely think it's Harry Styles. I can see that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it it. came out, yeah, if they came out and it was like, oh, I co-wrote this song about like tortured hearts with Harry Styles, then that would be the whole story. Yeah. But I just see a lot of similarities with, their relationship and this song Mm -hmm. and also like um people have pulled strings to be like oh like harry styles and taylor swift once performed stayed at the bowery hotel and like everyone stayed at the bowery hotel too because selena gomez (laughs) stayed at the bowery hotel justin bieber was all always at the bowery hotel like i feel like the bowery hotel is like No, everyone's been there, so it's not really I've helpful. Been there. Clue. Not really, <laughs> but there's also like I'm the fact Harry that his, Styles. yeah, <laughs> his album was called Fine Line, which is very close to Thin Line. Um, they've both written about each other before, and so maybe this would be a chance where you know, because even in this album, t- Taylor yeah. talks a lot about how she's matured and moved past, like and this she's sending holding gifts on to, pain. to her her exes. Like this exactly. will be like a full circle. She's sending baby <laughs> gifts to um, Joe Jonas. She's writing songs with um, Harry Styles. Maybe it's Calvin. Uh, maybe it's Calvin. Mm, no, oh, that's no. a toxic Calvin relationship. Is not talented enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's just. Um, that makes more sense for one, why they'd hide it, and two, why she'd cite him as like, oh, I got to work with some of my musical heroes because they've both talked about how much they like each other's music. Even after their breakup, they've had a very amicable, at least in the press, situation. And Harry has written about Taylor Swift before by using a pseudonym on previous songs. So it's, I mean, when are we going to find out Taylor? Taylor? Like I'm, (laughs) I'm behind Harry. I'm behind Selena, but I just want to find out like, let me know. 
<laughs> Selena's but like, I think as we get me. into the yeah, <laughs> I think as we get into the lyrics, uh, there's room to kind of paint a picture of this Harry Styles Taylor Swift relationship that mm-hmm. has been explored in both of their discographies before. But obviously, yeah, like when it boils down to it, we don't really know. But Taylor, even putting it out there, just gives credence to this conversation because if she really wanted it secret she wouldn't have had to mention it the Mm -hmm. only other thing about it maybe just ending up being joe alwyn is one they already are super private so maybe he was like i don't want the attention is he a song singer songwriter i know he's like did literature but maybe this makes him a songwriter but if right but i think it could be i want to but i think it could be like um, you know, she credited the Ronin, the mother of Ronin on the lyrics um, for Ronin as a co-writer. So I thought okay. maybe maybe she credited Joe Alwyn if he like was like, oh, let's talk about this breakup. Let's talk about this breakup right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even so, like, even if it seems like the easiest answer would be that she wrote a song with her current boyfriend. I still feel like it's Harry Styles. I know. Like it's it's going to be Harry. Um, yeah. She's given us some information on the song itself. Like yeah. she put in her, her little notes. She said, an exiled man walking the bluffs of a land that isn't his own, wondering how it all went so terribly, terribly wrong. And then she was at a radio station. I don't remember which radio station. Um, but she said, Exile is a song that was written about miscommunication and relationships. And in the case of this song, I imagine that the miscommunications ended the relationship. They led to the, the demise of the love affair. And now these two people are seeing each other out for the first time. They keep, keep miscommunicating with each other. Um, they can't quite get on the same page. They were never, never able to. And even in their end, even after they've broken up, they're still not hearing each other. So we imagine the beginning, who's the we? We imagine the beginning would mm-hmm. be his side of the story and the second, her side of the story. And the end would be the story of them talking talking over each other and not hearing each other. We're really stoked about how it turned out because it really does seem to be about the tragedy of two people, of two ships passing in the night. Oh, wait, Taylor Swift said that? When? Yeah. She said that. She, How um, did I miss this? I don't know. I don't know how you missed it. She, I thought she, she hasn't done, like, interviews. Yeah, she said in a clip at, that she sent to a radio station in late August 2020. I guess that so didn't I, go viral like the Betty one did. <laughs> but Bon Iver, who she co-wrote it with, tweeted and saying, very, very honored to be a part of Taylor Swift's album Folklore. Shout out to Aaron Dessner for always being the great connector. So um, Taylor had said that that's who she wanted to work with. Like when they were writing the song and Aaron and Bon Iver are like really close. And he's like, well, I'll send it to him. But if he wants to do it, he'll do it. If he doesn't want to do it, he won't do it. So basically like don't hold your breath. Because I think she was thinking of like this new sound she wanted. And I think that he'd be such a great introduction to like this folkish indie folk because that's what he's all about. And of course, Mm -hmm. Bon Iver loved it. He actually even like – ended up writing some of the stuff like some of his own little notes like he so step mm-hmm. right out there's no amount he wrote that so like he kind of made it his own too which is the, mm-hmm. the brilliance behind bon iver so love it yeah and i mean um justin vernon is the uh his name the member of bonnie there so um he was the one who she worked with and he's the one with the deep husky voice that oh. took all Swifties by surprise Melted on track like three. <laughs> yeah yeah track four I guess and so 
Um, should we get into it? Yeah. So we have a special surprise for you guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to be singing the or we're gonna be taking roles. No, all, we're not singing. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we're not singing. We're gonna <laughs> no, be no, taking no, no, no. roles. I'll be yeah. I'll be not singing, but I will be speaking Justin <laughs> Vernon's and then yeah. Taylor will be Shelby. And we're hoping that we get this right because there's some parts where it's you know they're not on the same they're pretty layered. They, yeah. they, they're not given signs, they're not on the same page. So hopefully yeah. they'll be on the same page. Yeah. But luckily I will start it out. My voice is not as deep as Justin's. It's still just as sexy. It's just as sexy. Imagine it there. But verse one, (laughs) I can see you standing, honey, with his arms around your body, laughing, but the joke's not funny at all. And it took you five whole minutes to pack us up and leave me with it, holding all this love out here in the hall. Mm, Just not the same. No, you did great. I feel like... I just need to get this like Harry Styles mm-hmm. like out of me, but now do it. I find this very Harry Styles esque. I think there was a lot of attention on. First of all, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift's breakup featured that like iconic image of Taylor Swift riding back on oh, the boat so alone. So sad. So sad. <laughs> but we know they've had a tumultuous relationship because of 1989, all of this. But then in 20, I guess it was fall of 2015 or winter was her first like public appearance with Calvin Harris I think which was at the BBMAs that Harry Styles was also at with One Direction and so immediately you kind of have this idea that you can picture this perspective of this guy who shouldn't be jealous but he is watching this relationship happen right in front of his face and so I think that is like hmm a provocative little nugget there but I also just want to say that I I also really enjoyed the the images here as a general me too so part of me relationship reflection the Harry and Taylor I got the gist that Harry ended it with Taylor especially Mm. with that picture of Taylor like I don't know the sad photo of Taylor like it just my heart goes out to that young Taylor and in this song I kind of get the idea that it was she broke it off because she was like, I gave so many signs. He's like, you gave me no signs. So I kind of, mm-hmm. from my my point of view, I see as this guy, you know, Justin, who's looking at Taylor, you know, she broke up with him and it took her like five whole minutes to rebound on another guy. So mm-hmm. it kind of like making me think of like, and I totally like, if, if it is Harry, and this is folklore, this is definitely folklore, yeah. you guys. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's not an autobiography, <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, like, did how far how long did it take for Taylor to date? It wasn't like five minutes. It wasn't like the next day she started dating Calvin Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. and see, and that's where I kind of come from. And where um, like with the Justin and Selena, I was kind of thinking of it like maybe they switched spots. Like the girl is, you know, like t- in Selena's world, they switch spots where Selena is the guy and the guy is Justin because. Um, I look back at Justin Bieber and he like rebounded after like the third or fifth time they they got back together and he got married like within like four months to <laughs> Haley Baldwin. So I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Mm. But who knows? If it's Harry Styles, I'm good for that. That's my. Yeah. Well, and it's all so complicated because we know Taylor Swift likes to, 
you know, she's imaginative and there's a lot of songs in her repertoire where she sings what she thinks the guy must be thinking Mm -hmm. and how much he must miss her or regret this or think about that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so just from a songwriting perspective, like, I think it's interesting that she really did pin this together and then kind of brought in Bonnie Bear. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's just like such a stunning opening image because we can all kind of, I mean, I'm, I don't really have this experience, but you can just imagine it. You're kind of brought right into it where you're like watching someone and you're a little jealous and resentful that they're happy when you're still carrying like the mm-hmm. miserable wounds that they left you with. Yeah. Been there. Done that. <laughs> yeah. I've also been the one yeah. who's been the, the aggressor too. I've been yeah. on both sides. So I'm like, yeah. Yep, right. Yep, yep. Not like that. I was a heartbreaker, but I'm just thinking of like, times you know like it's oh yeah and even if you haven't been in that situation I think you can still kind of relate to it you've you know someone has gotten something that you've wanted before you know yeah I don't know I don't know uh but shall we continue yeah and then go into the chorus Justin aka Ashley I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending you're not my homeland anymore so what am I defending you were my town I'm an exile seeing you out I think I've seen this film before. And then he goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Crucial lines there. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, I think this introduces sort of the most memorable line of the song, which is, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending, which um, is just a great line, first mm-hmm. of all. I think it's just a really tragic image of how we can sometimes know something is ending or no it's going to end or not being able to really picture how it's going to do anything but end and and yet you're still kind of like holding your breath and waiting to see Mm -hmm. and I also think it's interesting that this is a vision she's played with before like obviously she has a song called if this was a movie and that's all about daydreaming about something being as happy as like her happy (laughs) romantic nostalgic memories of movies are but Mm -hmm. then you also have something with um with uh movies was it in the one yes and then but in cardigan she said try to change ending peter losing wendy so she does talk about like the endings so and in the one she says you know the greatest film like you said of all times never made so there's two of them so you're oh, right. yeah girlfriend is moody is yeah moody. so I think what's um interesting here is like Taylor Swift has sung about and talked about how she never really had faith in her relationships because they've been these high profile relationships that end in a in a hot mess most mm-hmm. of the time and whether that's her fault or theirs or whatever she's seen that movie play before and it doesn't end well and so I think it's interesting that she fit this in here and obviously in her part she sings something similar but she also gives it to this guy which implies too that he's maybe jaded or has been burned before too and I think with Harry Styles relationship with Taylor Swift there was a lot of apprehension about such a high profile relationship Mm -hmm. where he didn't really want He didn't know how to navigate that. He didn't really want that attention. And I think that is rumored to be a big reason for their split is just that he didn't, he couldn't handle it. and wasn't ready for it. (laughs) Yeah. And in Out of the Woods, you like get this picture where they're 
you kind of have a similar vibe where there's just so much anxiety constantly and they're they're trying to see how it will work but it's just they're stuck in the woods they're just like they can't get out so that's another little easter egg that i'm planting there (laughs) i like that that's good yeah (laughs) um but then taylor swift comes in in verse two and she sings i can see you staring honey like he's just your understudy like you'd get your knuckles bloody for me second third and hundredth chances balancing on breaking branches those eyes add insult to injury and that's why i'm like selena gomez and freaking justin bieber second third hundredth chances they were so on again (laughs) off again on again off you know that it just it got it was so hard to even know when they were together when they weren't together yeah like looking back at their timeline i got like dumped into this big hole of like the weekend justin Haley timeline Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. last night it's messy it's yeah yeah, it's 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 crazy too and it's also i mean harry styles they had a very on again off again and it's like um in style she sings about oh his james dean daydream eyes like harry has been mentioned in a lot of these sort of in this you don't really picture him as this like jealous type who'd get your knuckles bloody but it is like it's just like such a a layered clever verse that i really like just this uh, image of staring at someone down like he's just your understudy like it's just some bogus guy who thinks he's as cool as you but he's not mm-hmm. like you just had to step down for the night and now this loser has to step in and he's not nailing the act and just this way she phrases like oh you're jealous by saying you'd get your knuckles bloody for me like that is just so provocative and sexy too you know mm-hmm. it's just like you can picture being that girl who knows that the relationship's over you don't want to get back to him but there's something like invigorating about knowing that you're making your ex jealous or that they're still obsessed with you even though you've technically moved on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry if you hear if you hear anything in the background my lawn people are outside they decided to come (laughs) on friday they're supposed to come on thursdays okay (laughs) um but yeah so there's a lot there that i think there's just a lot of really clever images that she's managed to fit in there too. And who doesn't want um, two hot guys fighting over them? Yeah. Yes. And I did see someone pull a lot of these lyric parallels with Harry Styles song woman, which is rumored to be about Taylor Swift. Oh. So let me just break these Please down do. for you. Give me, give me the tea. I love it. Yeah. Because, um, in Woman, he sings, I hope you can see the shape I'm in. He's right where I should be, where I should be, Aww. which is very similar to this picture she's painting of, I can see you staring, just like he's your understudy. Yeah. Uh, well, so she sings, I'm not your problem anymore, so who am I offending now? And in Woman, Harry Styles mm. <laughs> sings, I'm selfish, I know, but I don't want to ever see you with him. And so it just plays into this like imagery of a jealous ex who's kind of like wrestling with why he still cares so much and she's calling him out for why he so- cares so much. But I think it's just, again, a, a provocative dance she's doing here with William Bowery. And since we don't know, it's really anyone's guess and it could wind up being, you know, Selena. It could wind up being I Joe like Alwyn it. who also turns out to have an imagination. I don't know. I like how you're saying provocative dance because this just brings up, have you seen the video of the TikTok girl who's mashing up 
uh, <laughs> you belong with me and WAP, WAP. Have you seen it? WAP, yeah. WAP. I don't yeah. know how to say it. Like that's what I like the provocative dance. Yeah. I'm thinking of Taylor. <laughs> that's what you're picturing. <laughs> that would be iconic i would love for her to get on tiktok just to do that anyway so (laughs) um and so then she sings her version of the chorus i think i've seen this film before and i didn't like the ending i'm not your problem anymore so who am i offending now you are my crown now i'm in exile seeing you out i think i've seen this film before so i'm leaving out the side door and i love this i honestly love this part so much Um, I think it's interesting. I really like this line. I'm not your problem anymore. So who am I offending now? Mm -hmm. Because I think one, that's something that's super relatable, but also for Taylor Swift, she's someone who's been, who's been sort of harangued for always moving on or moving on too quickly or always having a boy. And I like that. She's just like, not only to the individual, but kind of to the general public. She's like, I like, who am I offending now? Like we broke up. I moved on like that's not illegal that shouldn't be cause for comment like who am I offending like let me be you know and I think that is just a a relatable statement there that she slid in and it kind of reminds me of how she she's a songwriter and like when she breaks up with someone she writes a song about it and then you know Von Iver or Harry whoever sings in the earlier verse so what am I defending now like it kind of gets me in that situation of like Taylor wrote a song about Harry and Harry's like you know, whoa, like he's on the defense, like initially just yeah. on the defense. He's like, but why, why am I so, de- why you're not my problem now. Why am I defending it? Like, why are, why am I offended? Yeah. And plus, I mean, you have this, this line too, where she's like, I've seen this film before, so I'm leaving out the side door, which on its own is a great image, like mm-hmm. a very straightforward, I'm in a theater. I don't want to watch anymore. So I'm leaving. But it also speaks to kind of like Taylor's habit of kind of skipping out. And I think that's obviously seen most notably in Getaway Car when she sings about leaving (laughs) very quietly, Mm -hmm. taking the money in the car and just ditching him. And so I think it's, it's fun to see her kind of own up to these patterns and explore that in a still very emotional way. And also, it's interesting how I said, you are my crown, now I'm exile, seeing you out. Um, I, I'm like, is, is Harry Styles British? I think he's British, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe that crown could be used to talk about, I don't know, the Brits. Mm-hmm. They exile people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing well, I yeah, would love I mean. is if this is, and I think we talked about before, truly a Harry and Taylor like, co-written song, I want them to sing it together. <laughs> just like we're going That'd to be, be great, yeah. singing this next verse together <laughs> we're all yeah. talking through this next verse together um so this is a bridge so step right right out there's no amount of crying i can do for you all this time we walked a very thin line you didn't even hear me out you didn't even hear me out you never gave a warning sign i gave so many signs all this time i never learned to read your mind never learned to read my mind <laughs> i couldn't turn things around <laughs> you never turned things around because you never gave a warning sign i gave so many signs and then we say the next two together so many, many signs, signs. So, <laughs> so many signs you didn't you, oh. you didn't even see the signs That's you yep and then <laughs> then 
we don't I mean well, wait I mean I really like this bridge I like that he added that sort of angsty step right out it's it kind of feels semi catty he's like well then fine leave like mm-hmm. just get out of here mm-hmm. I can't keep you here no matter how upset I am no matter how I'm crying like just leave then and I think this is where it just becomes such a excellent song at capturing this image of this feeling of a relationship that's crumbling and they're both trying to be like they're both seeking closure but they're not really listening to each other to hear them out they're just yelling at each other and that's why you get this great echoing refrain where where he accuses her of something she accuses him of not understanding something Mm -hmm. and it's just like a he said she said dance that's pretty painful to listen to and it just also speaks to like just men and women generally you know, like I, I know sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, there's dishes in the sink. Like I have like obviously my husband's gonna be like, oh, Ashley didn't do them, so I'm gonna do them. That's a sign for him to do the dishes. Or I've done stuff where it's like, <laughs> you know, I gave you so many signs that I'm not feeling well or um that I'm upset because you didn't make the bed or you know, I like that's just something mm-hmm. that's so <laughs> classic in like any relationship, whether it's women, women like female and man like they're they're in a relationship you just it's so hard to even you just be constantly working and growing and learning together that mm. no many ex, people just people they can't read your mind but sometimes you just expect right. them to know what's going on and sometimes that's a smize of a relationship yeah I think yeah like communication is something you learn and grow and Mm -hmm. and mature enough to figure out how to how to show that to your partner but I think that's what's so interesting that Taylor is here writing a song and performing it with someone and it's like you do kind of have this battle of wills and it is sort of I mean, if you look back at her past relationships, not only just Harry Styles, but like especially since Harry Styles was pretty much the entirety of 1989, you do get tons and tons and tons of songs from Taylor Swift's perspective. And now suddenly you get to hear this from the guy's perspective first, where he's singing like, you didn't do this. You never did this. You didn't give me this. And Mm -hmm. she's like in the background being like, no, 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 you missed this sign. You didn't listen. Like, this is what's happening. But she chose, and I don't know when she chose it. I don't know if Bonnie Vera kind of guided that, but she chose to give the man in the relationship sort of this, this first step up to plate. You know, he gets Mm -hmm. to sing the song first. And I think that's interesting given that her entire career has always been from her perspective first, just because she's, you know, the writer, she's the singer, she's the artist. And so it's fun to kind of have this moment where he gets to be front and center and she's kind of just parrying back like, no, you, you didn't listen and you can go back and hear all my albums to hear like why it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. And I kind of like that whole idea of, you know, the two of them wrote songs about each other and now they're co-writing a song not this it doesn't necessarily have to be about their relationship relationship but just the demise of like a poor communication in a relationship yeah yeah i do like that um but then at the end are you done are we done i don't know i yeah i'm good then there's a lot of similarities now going forward um it's just the outro right oh, or no yeah. so so there's the the chorus where i think i've seen this film before <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't like yeah, the ending yeah. you're not my homeland anymore so am I, what am i defending and they're singing this together but 
we don't need to sing yeah. it together. You are my town. I'm exile <laughs> singing you out. I think I've seen this film before. So I'm leaving out the side door. And then at the very end, like, it's basically um, the same as the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so step right out. There's no amount. There, there's a little, a little bit of difference. Like I couldn't think, turn things around. And Taylor says, "You never turn things around. Um, yeah. You know, you never gave a warning sign all this time. You know, they change a little bit, but it's basically the mm-hmm. same. Unless, do you want to read it? Yeah. All? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, and then she sort of sings this refrain so many times, so many times. Um, yeah. As he recites, like, I never learned to read your mind. I couldn't turn things around because you never gave a warning sign. And then she also accuses him. You never gave a warning sign. Oh. <clears throat> or maybe not, actually. I think he might sing that line twice. <laughs> I oh, should have no. taken better notes. This is my bad. <laughs> it's okay, you guys. What people but anyways, to I really like I really like this point. Like all this time, so many times, so many times, so many signs, because she's saying like again, we've been down this route. I've given you these signs. We've tried this multiple times. It's not working. Like let's talk about it. But then they're still not talking about it. They're just talking at each other, over each other, yeah. And, yeah. And I think that's just also a very relatable thing with with breakups, with relationships, whether that's romantic, family, friendly, like whatever it is. Like we all have these blind spots where we're like, guys, this should have been obvious. This is all your fault. Like you are to blame. And yet the other person can say the exact same thing. And so just having this song here is really, I think, kind of a very relatable experience and also a call out to people who are claiming to be so communicative and then they're still just like leaving out the side door they're they're Mm -hmm. giving up they're you know abandoning ship and I think it's interesting that this gets tied to the last time a lot because Mm -hmm. obviously that was also a duet and it features this sort of toxic relationship where they try and they try again but that song is coming from a semi-hopeful place where they are giving each other another chance. And it's like, this is the last time. Yep. <laughs> Don't mess it up, but we're still in it. Whereas this is completely from the end. Like, like they've answer. been exiled. That's yeah, what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. They've both been broken. They've both been abandoned by the other. So they've been exiled by the other person. And so now they're just screaming at each other over these, like, <laughs> you know, you kind of have this sort of depressing Moorish vibe of just the moody atmosphere as they're just crying and screaming in this song. And I think um, she just did a good job of kind of capturing that loneliness and that isolation, even as you're still clinging to hoping to have this conversation, even though that conversation itself is so far from productive. Mm So, yeah, I mean, that's Exile. I don't know. Did you, uh, is this still a favorite for you? Yeah, I really, really like it. You know, the song has been stuck in my head all week, partially because we've been, I've been like taking notes and listening to the song, but it's just, it's so good. And it's, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. so many other people liked it. It's a fan favorite. It's a single. I definitely love this song. Like, 
I love it. It's good for like when yeah. you, you know, it's a different pace of from what Taylor's given us in the past. So I like that <laughs> yeah. we're returning back to red, some of the red uh, styles because, you know, a lot of people, red styles, <laughs> some of the red. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it. But indeed, yeah. ugh, it's the best. I know. But since we can't have, um, since we continue to, you know, relish in these dark, depressing stories, do we have any uh, tea time? We do have some tea time. It was from two weeks ago, so it's a little old news. But did you hear about what happened um, with Taylor Nation? I think it m- m- might have been the, it was like a streaming party they were doing for folklore. It might have might have been on like the one year, one month of, of folklore but what mm-hmm. happened was so Taylor Nation, you know, they're kind of like this omnipotent being where people really can't really put a face to name. They don't really know who's behind the tweet. We found out who was behind one tweet two weeks ago. Taylor Nation tweeted <laughs> out a link for people to join a TikTok um, party, or I don't know how TikTok works, but basically the link that they sent out was from their was from the person who was typing out the tweet from their own personal tiktok account so it wasn't from taylor swift's tiktok account or taylor nation's tiktok account it was from i'm not gonna say the name but this guy let's call him like (laughs) joe schmo joe schmo's tiktok account and you can see all of his videos like you could see the face to the name you could see his whole name and Uh so people had a lot of fun with this they googled him (laughs) they looked up all of his social media platforms they looked him up on um, lovely LinkedIn where they found out that he on LinkedIn, you, it's not there anymore because he took it off. Um, he is employed by CrowdSurf, which is like we've talked in the past, Taylor Nation outsources. So this is the company that um, out, that Taylor Nation outsources from. This company uh-huh. has like different, they help different celebrities with their like marketing, with their like events. And so this is who Taylor Swift uses. Um, so if you want a job with Taylor Nation, you go play at CrowdSurf, <laughs> you know, the company that Perfect. they outsource through. Swifties went crazy. He started, pre- like, he, like I said, he took off his, where he was actually working. And if you go on his LinkedIn account now, there's not a picture. All of his other social media platforms, <laughs> which were public, are now private. I did some digging for Yikes. you guys. Um, on Glassdoor, um, someone put a lovely review probably two years ago that um, you can get fired by a simple mistake. So this guy could have, I don't know, gotten fired from doing this because people <laughs> were going crazy. So I looked on CrowdSurf. Um, if you go, they are hiring in Nashville. They have like Los Angeles, everything. <laughs> in Nashville, they're hiring for like a marketing manager, an executive assistant. Um, and I, w- I went into their employees and I kind of like scrolled through all their employees. I think they have 89 and there are people in like, you know, someone in Austin, someone in LA, someone in Nashville. And for some of the Nashville people, they don't have a, they don't have a, a like a actual picture and it says LinkedIn member. I wonder if after all of this happened, people who were on Taylor Nation went to LinkedIn and they privated their account and made it, made it unviewable to people. I was just like <laughs> this, like that one mistake opened up because Swifties are they're detectives. They can find, they can sort, they can see people's photos because there are some people who have met Taylor and have, will recognize people from like, Oh, this person 
um, escorted me here or this person was in the man music video and she's a part of Taylor Nation. Um, Uh. You know, it's just people were shocked that it was outsourced through a company and Taylor Nation is an an actual company called Taylor Nation. So it was just a little – you know, a little highlight of such a mundane week two weeks ago. Um, so did you apply or? Oh, I don't want to be an executive assistant. <laughs> Not that it's bad. I have been an executive for assistant. For Taylor Nation though. But you don't know if it's for Taylor Nation. It's an executive assistant <laughs> to the co-founder of the two. I was like, I've been an yeah. executive assistant before. Yeah. I, I want to be an event so planner you thought for about it, though. I thought about it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> how would Lance think if I uprooted our lives? Because I've told him in the past. I'm like, if I got a job with Taylor Nation, I'm gone. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not – it's interesting, though, because, like, you're not really employed by Taylor. You're employed by CrowdSurf. So you're doing yeah. – so Taylor's people is telling CrowdSurf people. So you're not really Taylor's people. You're, like, CrowdSurf people. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get well, switched maybe around. Maybe be able to get some. Maybe get I can some be, insight at least. I would be the Taylor's personal chapters. Yeah, and her executive assistant. Yeah, that's the dream. But that's the little no. tea, you guys. Taylor Nation, CrowdSurf, same, same. Go apply. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. Um, no, that's exciting, and we or we'll have to, you know, keep an eye out and see if any Swifties get the job. <laughs> Figure well, out one one Swifty. So learn. one Swifty Bobby, he had tweeted out, um, and on August 9th, he tweeted out, "I just applied for my dream dream job." And then when all of this happened with CrowdSurf, he also tweeted out because I follow him. He's like, "Thank goodness I applied to the company before all of you Swifties found out." So I wonder, because he met Taylor, I wonder when he met Taylor, if someone at Taylor Nation was like, oh, you know, go on crowd surf, you know, because that would, I think that's his dream job. August 9th, it's just mm. all of the timeline leading up to him saying he applied to for his dream job. And then he says, thank goodness I applied because they do internships there. And so I wonder if like, because he's such a known Swifty and he's met Taylor Swift, if that like, if that's how he knew crowd surf was Taylor Nation. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know how we'll ever find out, but I guess he could always email us at uh, swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> give us the insight there. But you can also just feel free to check in on us on our social media accounts. Obviously, Ashley's excited to be doing a giveaway soon on yeah. Instagram. So follow us there at swiftishpodcast. And on Twitter, we're at swiftishpod13. Next week, we'll be talking Yay. about My Tears Ricochet, which I'm so stoked for. And I, I think, cannot wait. I think we might have a special guest. We're not going to tell you who it is, but <laughs> yeah. it's a good... No, it'll be so fun yeah. to talk about. I think we'll we'll all bring in the, the, uh, the theories mm-hmm. and the... Uh, the tea and the hot take so everything you've come to expect from switchish pod um but until next time i'm shelby and i'm ashley and taylor i really liked this ending so yeah don't leave out the side door (laughs) stay